You're welcome. That's what I say any time I have the privilege of introducing someone to the writings and teachings of Jonathan Martin. Not that I'm any part of the reason he's awesome, but if you're friends with Jonathan, you'd claim credit just for knowing him too. He makes everything and everyone he touches smarter and better by association. Someone tried to explain to me the other day his opinion that there are only two types of relationships, those meant to comfort and those meant to challenge. He argued that no relationship can equally serve both purposes. It's either one or the other. He made his case with an annoying degree of dogma. I nodded politely as he went on and on, but in my mind, I was seeing this bizarre and hilarious image of Jonathan Martin body slamming the guy and then bear hugging him. I was thinking about how my six foot five powerhouse friend is the ultimate exception to this man's theory. I'll give you an example. One time I went to see Jonathan just after he got some terrible news about his church having to move out of their building. And I figured he'd be breaking down emotionally and I was prepared to help him get to his feet again, even if I had to sit up with him all night. Under the same circumstances, I'd likely be in the fetal position, questioning my calling, hating my life. Why then did he meet me at my car, smiling and waving wildly and hugging me when I pulled into the parking lot? The parking lot, mind you, of the same building he unexpectedly had to vacate within the next month. Furthermore, why did he insist on giving me a full tour of the building, stopping at different rooms along the way to describe in detail the miracles God had worked in the lives of the people? And how in the name of love did the evening end with Jonathan and his wife Amanda praying for me, encouraging me, comforting me when I had come ostensibly to comfort them? It was just one of the many times I've experienced the superhuman joy and passion that make Jonathan Martin the exception to most theories and the perfect person to write a book on becoming fully human. Jonathan doesn't just challenge me or comfort me. His friendship and ministry comfort me in a way that challenges me to the very core of who I am. Jonathan knows how to speak words of undiluted challenge that flow from pure streams of compassionate comfort. That's what makes Prototype special. That's why I'm confident it'll be one of your favorite books. That's why I'm certain God will use it to change your life. Jonathan presents riveting truth about our identity in Christ in a way that honestly grapples with the intrinsic tensions and mind-boggling implications of the gospel. And he does it while maintaining a sensitive tone in a conversational atmosphere. He humanizes the process of change by illustrating the beauty of Jesus Usually a book is either bulletproof with truth or laden with grace. But when we become fully human in all the ways Jesus was, we discover a path to the heart of God that is big enough for both. As you're about to discover, Jonathan slashes through false dichotomies like a world-class theological graffiti artist. He has a way of retagging issues that have been labeled either or with a big, bold and. He brings the gospel front and center aggressively with a brilliance and beauty that is guaranteed to mark you permanently. I guess this turned out to be more like a warning than a foreword, didn't it? I have a feeling that's just the way Jonathan would want it. So, scratch the part at the beginning where I said, you're welcome. It's more like you're about to be plunged into the paradoxical prodigy of Jonathan Martin, measured and unfiltered, searing and soothing, articulate and accessible. Jonathan has written a book designed to body slam your presuppositions, bear hug your insecurities, and shake the contents of your heart with a gentle violence. It's not every day you get to meet David and Goliath, and it's the same guy. You've been warned, and you're welcome. Stephen Furtick
The business of the church is to remember the future, not merely to remember that there is to be a future, but to mysteriously make the future really present. Herbert McCabe, Law, Love, and Language. Sometimes the questions are complicated and the answers are simple. Dr. Seuss. Chapter 1. Identity. The most common form of despair is not being who you are. Kierkegaard. Who are you? If I were to ask you that question straight up, you might respond with some version of your Facebook profile. Here's where I went to school. These are my favorite movies, books, and bands. I like to fish, hunt, play video games, go scuba diving, and listen to Jay-Z. But who are you really behind the avatars you've created for yourself? What are you covering up? What are you afraid of? What are you hoping for? Where are you going? If you're like most people in our society, you live in a perpetual identity crisis.